every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the Roar, coming up on 10.05 a.m. on this Monday edition. Tell you about our good friends over at HatFlowCo.com. Go check out their website today. John's got a HatFlowCo hat on right now. It's got the leather patch with the Roar logo on it. Uh, You can scheme however you want the colors to be on the front, on the back of a Richardson hat and put that uh, leather patch on there with any logo you want. For your company, your business, your uh, charity event, your your charity organization, your church, whatever it may be, they can have you noticed. Hatflow Code does a great job of getting you whatever it is you need, whether you need one hat, 30 hats, 100 hats. There are no order minimums. They do nationwide shipping, fast turnaround, great pricing, and a lot you can do, a lot of things you can get creative with over at hatflowco.com. So if you haven't checked out their hat builder, do that today. Uh, you know, I, I, I see hats, and I'm like, yep, they should have gone to Hatflow. Hat looks okay for their business, but I can tell they didn't go to Hatflow because it would look so much more professional and stand out in a better way. Let Hatflow Co. help you today. 654 Roar, you want to get in with us. Uh, this this Duke thing, you know, John, if you, if you want to carry it on, we can. I, I, I'll, I'll just say this, like, Kind of my last thought on it. Um, I do think that the fact that it was Duke changes the equation on on multiple angles. Not just some people are going to be more upset about it. Like this team would be more upset about it than, than than another team, and could bring change because it's it's Duke. It's a blue blood. It's ACC. It's Tobacco Row. Like they are one of the you know obvious obvious um, impact organizations but that being said it also invites people to to be on Wake Forest's side of this or the core storming side because they just hate Duke I, I mean I get it that's fine but I feel like there'd be a different tone if this happened to any other team other than Duke or North Carolina if this would have happened to um, Virginia Tech I don't know if we even talk about it maybe mention it and then move on I agree with you I think the fact that that Duke was a part of this, and, and, and the fact that Duke was the victim in this takes us even further <laughs> and adds more layers to this. And that's the thing is, some people don't think Duke was a victim in this at all. Uh, that Duke was the instigator in this, and again, I think it was a different name across the jersey. People would feel vastly different about that. By the way, Texter gets in and says Hat Flow is the best in the business. God, I cannot agree more with that take. That's, not a, wrong. that's the best take we've had today. Absolutely. It's not, not even really a take, it's a fact. It's just it's a statement of fact, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Texter said, Can you imagine if there was a Clemson court where this happened to Duke? <laughs> Clemson would be banished. They, like All the players would be locked away for the rest of the season. They'd extend the grain of rights. What if Clemson had been the team that got court storm and somebody injured? At Wake Forest or Duke, I, like I said, I think it'd been like like I just mentioned. If this happened with Virginia Tech, I don't think we we spend a ton of time with it. 
Well, I'm just saying Clemson in particular with the response on our text line would be Oh, different. the text line would be, we couldn't read the text. There'd be so many coming in. A hundred percent. Okay. Uh, six, five, four roar. Duke did lose the game. As you mentioned, Wake Forest won the game. And I think probably locked up an NCAA tournament bid. As we mentioned earlier in the standings, North Carolina and Duke still at the top two, uh, North Carolina, 13 and three. They pulled ahead of the blue devils after that Duke loss and the North Carolina win over Virginia as ugly as it was, was a 54, 44 gross game. Uh, 44 points. Can you believe North Carolina won a basketball game scoring 54 points? North Carolina won. I mean, this team scores in the 80s and 90s on the regular. Yeah. And they won a game by scoring 54 points by double digits. Duke 12-4 and four, right behind them. A game back now in the race for the ACC title. Virginia uh, a couple of games back now at 11-6. and six, So they're kind of not in great shape. Uh, Wake Forest, 10-6 and six at fourth, and they hold the one spot ahead of Clemson um, for fourth place, which would get a double bye in the ACC tournament. The Tigers are right there with an opportunity to change that. They're 9-7, along with Pitt and NC State, uh, who both won, as well as Clemson, over the weekend. And then Syracuse is 9-8. and eight. Florida State, 8-8 eight eight after the loss to Clemson. Virginia Tech, 7-9. And, and Virginia Tech might be the best 7-9 and nine team in the, in, in the country. Uh, Boston College, 6-10, followed by Miami at 6-11. Notre Dame, 5-11. Georgia Tech, 5-12. And, and the Louisville Cardinals, who have now lost three straight games, 3-13. and 13. Yeah. So um, a lot of things still to change here. I think in the ACC over the over the last two weeks, we're down to the final four games of the regular season. Uh, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend. And then the regular season is over and we prepare for the ACC tournament. Uh, so still a lot of things can happen here. Uh, just, just, just prognosticate. Is, is North Carolina going to win this regular season? Or do you think it comes down to that game in, in Durham? I think it comes down to that game in Durham because I wouldn't. I'm not going to correct right now, but I would not be surprised if North Carolina stumbled with well, all three are at home. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see NC State giving them a whole bunch of nonsense and coming out with a close win. I, I think North Carolina ends up winning the league regardless. I just I'm not, I don't know if they're going to win out. Duke still has to play Virginia. Remember, Virginia had to play the the round robin of the top. To try to figure this thing out. I don't know. Where's that game being played? That game is in Durham. Okay. Good. <laughs> you don't want to see any court storm? No, no. We, we can't have this again, Brad. They have three home games left. So the only place it could happen is, oh no. Where? Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> they could go full Wolfpack out the NC game. State has the potential to do the funniest thing that we've seen this season. No, that's not nice. You want to go hurt people? No, not hurt people, but like just I could even see NC State fans, even if they lose to Duke, still trying to storm the court just to send a petty little message. Okay, maybe so, maybe so. Uh, I don't know that. I don't, Wild card I hope, Wolfpack in there. I hope nothing occurs in Raleigh other than just a simple basketball game. But we all know better than that. 
And then they play North Carolina to wrap up the season. Do you think Clemson catches Wake Forest and wins the fourth and final spot? Um, I mean, really, Virginia's not locked it up. If if the you know, they already lost to North Carolina, if they lose to Duke, and they lose, uh, they only have three games left, so probably not. They're probably not going to lose to BC or Georgia Tech. One's on the road. BC and then the home against Georgia Tech. I would I'd say Wake Forest or um sorry Virginia probably probably finds a way into the top four. Don't you agree? Right now, uh, it helps only have three games left. Yeah, the the math certainly helps out the Cavaliers here. Um, maybe I but I do to your point. I feel better about catching Virginia than I do Wake. If Wake wins out, because we've seen situations like on Saturday where Virginia just doesn't have offense at all. What happens if there's a three-way tie? What two get the spots? I have no idea how that works. <laughs> I just blew your mind. Yeah, you really one. did. I because oh. that that's still that's still a, a real possibility. Virginia would have to lose to Duke. Wake wins out, loses to Clemson. Clemson wins out. Would they? Yeah, yeah. Clemson would have to win out, and Wake Forest would have to have only one more. Yeah, they don't have seven losses. You're, you have no idea what happened. I have no anymore. idea how that would. They'd all be unfold. thirteen and seven. Sorted alphabetically. Mm. Get Clemson the three seed. Wow! Look at you. That's a. I'm just. It's an easy way to do it. It just happens to work out in Clemson's uh, favor. What team is closest to Tobacco Road? Uh, Wake Forest. Texas said Swafford decides the tiebreaker. Which Swafford? Uh, oh, that would be John. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I said we let John Scofford decide the tiebreaker. You don't want that? I don't know. I, I, I would be just slightly biased if I had to decide the tiebreakers. Who? Yeah, Ty, Ty goes to Brad Brownell. Yeah, Shocker, you would uh, pick that one. Yeah, well, sport my guy, of course. <laughs> uh, were, were you pretty impressed, though, with everything you saw from the Tigers on Saturday night? I was, yeah. Like like we said in uh, hour one, we kind of started the show with the ability to have one. I mean, Godfrey give you the minutes he gave you, I thought was was massive. But in a game where P.J. Hall has seven points, 16 minutes, and he fouls out, to have the production from Chase Hunter and the scoring from Joe Girard with those two, but then to have Shefflin give you 11 boards, Jack Clark give you 11 boards, they didn't have to light up the scoring sheet. I thought everybody filled a role and did it extremely well. Are you concerned at all with P.J. Hall? Because it just feels like he hasn't had that extra gear the last three or four games. Not really, um, because I know he can flip that switch. I, I look at Saturday, that was just a bad draw at a bad time. He just got in foul trouble way too early and was never able to get into a rhythm. So like every time he came on the court, he was called for a, a weird foul. But that's kind of been the theme. He hasn't gotten into the rhythm. I think even the NC State game, I didn't feel like he really got into the rhythm of the game. You know, he just he just has not been quite at the level we've seen him play some other you know the other parts of the season. I don't know if it's fatigue, just sort of it you could know, be, the but long the, grind the, of a season. I guess I am just choosing to look at it as a glass half full approach to seeing everybody else pick up their production when he is not. Oh, I know, leading I know. everything. I'm not, I'm not saying it's like going to destroy the team. I'm just asking: is do you are you concerned that he's not playing at a super high level right now? No. Not particularly. And you know what? Maybe he's saving a little bit. Maybe he's throttling down some to get ready for the postseason. 
Yeah, be- and because he knows his teammates are going to be able to to pick him up right now. I, I think that's that's the big key there. He doesn't have to force it because he has confidence and trust in the other guys on the court around him. And when he's not on the court, you know I mean, has belief in Godfrey to come in and give him quality minutes to when he has to go sit on the bench due to foul trouble or fatigue or what have you. Yeah, the minutes clearly down in this one, as you mentioned, with the foul trouble. Just 16, under 16 and a half minutes played. And he's had some, he's had some, we, we think some health issues. He was dealing with some sickness and whatnot. And, uh, but that was, that's, that was over a week ago now. So I think it's just a, just a little, they, they could all be isolated incidents based on the game too. I'm, I'm willing to, to, to believe that could be the case. It's just now been a stretch where he just hasn't really played to the level we expect CPJ Hall. He made some big plays against NC State to keep him in the game, but just think that he's... I mean, even made some, you know, that big and one he got there late in the second half I thought was was massive for Clemson. Yep. But he's not practicing, you know, I told you last week, you know, he and Shefflin, Brownell said didn't even practice that much. I think that could have a lot to do with it as well if you're not practicing to... Yeah. You're not going to be as sharp. So I, I am not all that worried or concerned about P.J. Hall I th- right now. I think it's something to monitor, though. Monitors fair, yeah. I'm just not. I'm not there yet. As we go through the next two weeks, the final two weeks of regular season, let's let's see where he's at. Um, I mean, obviously they need him. They need him full go, hundred percent at his best against Wake Forest. I just think that game is going to have big time implications in terms of the ACC tournament. That that game is actually going to be an ACC tournament game. You know, it's going to have that feel to it. It's not going to be on neutral court, but you're going to be glued to that one in terms of like, hey, whoever wins this probably gets the four seed. I, I really think it's going to end up coming down. Or one of the four seeds, depending on what the Cavaliers do. Maybe they just go into a to a just horrible run and lose three straight, and then they're, they'd be out of that contention. Wouldn't, wouldn't put that uh, out of the realm of possibility. In terms of the net rankings, Clemson 23rd now. John, they just keep moving up. Keep moving up. Remember they were around 30? Like a week ago, and now they're yeah. sitting there at 23rd. 23rd is what? How 23rd is, I mean, that's that's not just solidly in the tournament. That's that's a, you know, L-O-C-K in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason on Friday, we had on multiple shows a lot of calls of, well, I don't know if this team's going to, stop, they're in. 23rd in the net. Uh, and, and chance to keep moving up, too. Opportunities ahead of them to keep moving up. Five seed? Still potential out there for five seed? Oh, yeah. Definitely. You think... um, Could you play your way to a four? Could you play... mm. Could you? No, you would have to have other things happen. There have to be some some losing take place. and other other people would need to fall in the net rankings, but... Yeah, you you might need some help. you're, You're talking about a deep conference tournament run, correct? Yeah. Which if you're if you get the double buy, you're only playing you know, really you win you win two games, make the championship, you're probably you're probably talking about a four seed then. But I I think Clemson, I know going into the weekend they were solidly on the five. So they didn't they didn't come down from that. So four seed's still in play. Not not missing the tournament, John. Interesting, because for some reason we gotta bring that up weekly that this team's about to miss this thing. Not missing the tournament. Getting a four seed, I believe, is still on the table. They, 
they beat Wake Forest. I mean, even if they lose, I don't, I don't think they should or want to. But if they lose to say Pitt at home or Syracuse at home, they win the two road games, Notre Dame and, and Wake, and then they win a game, maybe two, in the ACC tournament without even winning the championship. They're probably playing themselves into a four seed. But you're right; it depends on what other people do as well. Six five four or more to come right after this. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylors. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Do, 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 do. Hey, what you gonna do when you gotta pee? You're gonna call Royal Flush at 238-8800. We've got your porta-potties. We've got your event trailers, too. Call Royal Flush at 864-238-8800 or visit them online at royalflushtoiletrental.com. We'll even pump your septic tank for you. Call Royal Flush because we're the king and queen of clean. So what have you got to do, 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 do? Call Royal Flush. Your Pie Pizza Restaurant has not one but two locations to satisfy your pizza, pasta, and gelato cravings in Clemson. Your Pie Downtown is located less than a mile away from Death Valley, and Your Pie Dockside has the relaxing lake views you've been dreaming of. It's a quick and casual meal for fans on game day, or great for a night out with friends and family. Make a fully customized pizza, pasta, or salad, or choose a favorite from our preset menu, Pizza, Brews, Gelato. It's Your Pie. SDC Heating and Air is here to keep your family cool in the summer and warm in the winter with premium Heil units, supercharged with 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. SDC is Clemson alumni-owned and celebrating over 20 years of serving Tiger fans across Oconee, Pickens, and Greater Greenville. Be sure to like their Facebook page for giveaways, promotions, and specials. That's E-S-T-E-S Heating and Air on Facebook to win prizes and receive specials on HVAC services and installs to keep your family comfortable all year long with Heil units. If you or a loved one age 55 and older are looking for all-inclusive living, Everlon Clemson is the perfect place for you. Now offering first-floor studio apartments, including two chef repair meals per day, utilities included, your own kitchen, washer, dryer, and housekeeping services if you need them. Live independently and thrive at Everlon Clemson. Spaces are limited, so act now. Call for your free tour, 864-499-8318, or visit online at everlonliving.com. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies in approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? 
Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. So, what team will bandwagon Brad pick this week? The nation's top bandwagon fans will be making their decision on what team to follow. What team will John scoff at? Did you just say scoff? Yes, I was scoffing. That's how you scoff. No, it's not. Tune in each weekday morning from 9 till noon on the Press Box, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Ten twenty-five a.m. on a Monday, wrapping up the weekend that was. We've talked some college basketball. We'll do some more of that in this segment. We'll get to some college football later on. A little more college baseball, if you'd like, and we can get into some things in the NFL. We told you T. Higgins is staying in Cincinnati for another year. He's not hitting the open market as a free agent. He was given the franchise tag by the Cincinnati Bengals, so he'll be around for twenty twenty-four for Joe Burrow and company try to make a big run in the NFL season. John, on the um, Adams and Gurvey text line, Texture gets in and says, net must not mean anything for getting in when you see teams with a low net ranking like Seton Hall in, according to Lenardi, but teams like Wake, a great net ranking out, according to Lenardi, until they beat Duke. Well, one, I don't, I don't buy that Wake was out. I and mean, I know that was Lenardi's take, but, you know, my bracketology, my numbers, had Wake in regardless. And I think it, even if they don't beat Duke, I, I think they still get in. Like, I think there would have been enough opportunities to get enough wins that, that Wake would have been in the tournament. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I felt on Friday going into the weekend that Wake was in the field. But, you know, what we have to remember about the way the net is used, it is similar to how the college football playoff committee uses their rankings. Like, you need, they they will do what they need to do. If they need to point to the net, they'll point to the net. Didn't they use net against Clemson last year? Yes, they did. But why do teams that are high in the net still get in? Why do we see teams in the 50s, 60s, 70s? Clemson was not one of the, the benefits of in, being in the 80s, but it, it can happen. Well, it just depends on if they need it or not. Because they're using a wide range of criteria, or at least they're supposed to. The net will either fuel or douse whatever their narrative needs to be on a team. Does that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, they it, it can be used selectively. Yeah, so let, let's not forget the net rankings is not a um, everybody who's above this line is automatically in. They they never use that. They never say that. And we're still talking about a group of people who are putting together a tournament. Still a committee, just like it is in college football. Not a lot of difference. Now they have. A whole lot more criteria and a whole lot of, of precedent. Years and years and years of the same system. You know, in fact, it was decades until they added, you know, four more teams, which didn't really do a whole lot. Gave them some more bubble. Actually helped their 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 work because it gave them some more bubble room for some teams. 
but in, they just kind of have like a, a better outline of how to do things than the, than the college football playoff people do. But the net rankings are used to to support. You know, I mean, Brad Brownell himself said it. I, I remember clear as day him saying, if they want you in, they'll find a way to put you in. If they don't want you in, they'll find a way to leave you out. And that's that's why we get so upset about the net is because what is it really used for? It's used to justify their their reasoning. And if they don't need the net to justify it, they're going to conveniently leave it out of the equation. And we're going to go, yeah, but look at the net. This team was in the 70s. How did they make the NCAA tournament when a team in the 60s got left out or the 50s? Right. We're going to play that game. They don't care. Because they're like, well, the net's not exact science. But you just told us that this team got in because they had a 35 net. And it was better than three other bubble teams. Well, I mean, it's it's the same argument that the football committee used. We're giving Liberty the New Year's Six nod because they won all their games. And we'd be crazy not to do it. But we're not going to put Florida State in because they won all their games. But, you know, we don't believe that they can win. It's the same thing. You're, you're going to use whatever metric you want when you want to use it. Yep. That's, that's what's going to happen here. Strength of schedule will matter for some teams. It won't matter for others. RPI will be used. Warren Nolan will be used. Um, Ken Palm will be used. That's not just on out of bounds. Like, the committee will use all these different things. <laughs> well, it just depends. I, they, again, it's a committee. We don't know why they put a team in over another. They're going to give us some of their justification, but it doesn't mean diddly-poo, in my opinion, a lot of the time. But I, I, am, I am curious as to... Some of these bubble teams, well, I promise you we'll, we'll revisit this in a few weeks, in less than a month, three weeks from now. In fact, where are we going to be? On March 18th? Yeah. We're going to be at Mellon Mushroom in Clemson for 5 to 8 p.m. for the Roar's March Madness show. That's where we'll be. Can't wait. With fresh brackets in hand. Hmm. Brackets and pizza. I can't think of a better way to spend a Monday. Ah, uh, works for me. All right, let's do it. Come out and see us 5 to 8 p.m. On March the 18th, it'll be the March Madness show. And we'll have everything you need to know about the tournament and get you ready for it um, just days in advance. Just a day in advance of the first game, but days in advance of the of the full tournament getting started. So looking forward to that on that Monday night. I want you to be a part of it at Mellow Mushroom in Clemson. 654-ROAR. Uh, John, over to, over to the SEC where we saw a lot of big games played. In the, you know, you know, I got to get my hype in. I, I've only got a few days left. You're running out of time here. You are running out of time to hype up your Tennessee Volunteers. They did not look good for the first few minutes of this game, or the first um, late first half. They started to sort of assert themselves in terms of being the better team against A and M, and then it just turned into an absolute rout from there. 86-51, Tennessee knocks off the Aggies. Uh, big win for South Carolina on the road, 72-59. This just continues to solidify the strong, firm grasp the Gamecocks have on the NCAA tournament. They're they're playing their way up the seeding list. Definitely. They had a rough week last week, and then they bounced back and get a huge win at Ole Miss. That sort of balances out some of that. I think I think an Ole Miss win balances out an LSU loss at home. 
close. It's certainly like if if you had mapped it out, you probably thought they would beat LSU at home and lose to Ole Miss on the road. That's right. what I'm saying. I think it, from an overall record standpoint, yeah, I think you kind of broke even there. Ole Miss Brett. going pew. Do they not play defense at Alabama anymore? No, they don't. In fact, Nate Oates, their head coach, said that. He's like, now everybody sees we don't play defense. And he's not wrong. 117 to 95, the Wildcats blitzed their tails off. I just hammered them. You know, I I talked about Kentucky last week, how I just don't see a semblance of an offense. You don't need an offense when you're forcing turnovers and you're getting easy looks that Alabama gave them routinely. There had to be, on both sides, there had to be at least, I'd say, 12 alley-oops thrown in this game. That's the sign of a bad defense. When when everybody's just throwing the ball up near the rim and dunking it, <laughs> that's called the NBA All-Star game. The, the amount of missed alley-oops I saw across college basketball this weekend was alarming. Most of the, most in current, of the ones in this game In current situations. Hit. Yeah, most of the ones in this game hit. Uh, 117 points by Kentucky was just phenomenal. Um, but at the same point, Bama comes out and scores 95. Do you feel any better about Kentucky than you did last week? Because it's it's easy to get sucked in by that 117. Well, I think the 95 is a little deceiving. Okay. Because I think that when you're scoring at that rapid a pace on offense, like you're giving them a lot of possessions, a lot of opportunities. And I, I thought they were stretching in this game. Kentucky's defense was really good. Like, they were they were forcing a lot. Of, their separation, they forced a lot of turnovers and a lot of highly contested shots when they built their lead. This was a close game for a long time. This was a back-and-forth intense battle for a lot of the first half. And then Kentucky began to separate. And once they created that huge, huge gap and got up to 20 and then 30, then I think... Kentucky's defense probably just, you know, man, we don't we don't have to stop them on every trip. When the other team is giving you a layup on the other end, they're, and they're coming right back and trying to get one on the other side. They just kind of you get what I'm saying, it just turned into kind of a out of control game. But I don't I don't think the Kentucky's defense was bad in this one. Okay. But when you score that quickly, <laughs> well you're not even using 5 seconds on the shot clock to go down and get a bucket. They're the Kentucky was the anti-Virginia in this game. They didn't have to. I told you they don't. They don't run an offense that works great when the team doesn't play defense because you're just going to the basket or you're going to the basket just throwing it out and somebody's hitting a, an open J. I don't know how many open threes Kentucky had in this game. I, it, it probably it, honestly watching it felt like forty. Every three was open. Brad, I want to revisit another team here for a second. We just talked about Texter gets in on the Adams Co. Roofing text line six five four roar. How is Texas A and M still in consideration for the tournament? They are fifteen and twelve overall, and six and eight in SEC play. Yeah, because we have to fill out the bracket right now. That's my answer. Meaning, I I don't think A and M is probably going to be in there in the long run. Do you? No. Are they? Um, no. They should not be in the tournament. You don't think they should be in there at all? No. They were the last team in for Lenardi going into the weekend. So this was before they lost by 30-plus to... They got the margin on them. They got margined by Tennessee on the road for A&M. They were the last team in. And Wake Forest was the, was the first team out. So they... Obviously, Wake Forest is not... That is... Li- I, I understand, yeah, it's a little bit of hindsight here. 
That's lunacy to me to think you would take A&M over Wake Forest. Just seeing the... I don't even need the metrics or anything else. Just watching those two teams play on the court. Yeah, Texture says Texas A&M has six quad one wins. No team has ever missed with that many quad one wins. I don't disagree with you guys, though. Again, I think I think you had to fight a, you had to fill out a tournament right now. If, if you're a bracketologist, you've got to put 68 teams in. And so I think they're, that's why we consider them in. But I don't know that that's how it's I, actually going to play out. I, you know what? I, in looking at this A&M schedule, we've talked about it a little bit. I think they did kind of game, game it a little bit. They game the system? Having an early season win against Iowa State, who is just beloved by the net rankings in this committee, is carrying a lot of weight here, in my opinion. Based on the updated net rankings, one of those quad ones came off. So they're they're five and six in quad one games. But Tennessee was a quad one game. Yes. So they they are but, now below five hundred in quad one. That that is a lot of quad one wins. No question. They also are two and four in quad three, so that negates some of that quad one success. And even just simpler, they've lost four in a row. Yeah, they're lost not to Vanderbilt. They're, they're not getting it. I'm not. I'm not going to get mad about a And M being on somebody's list right now, because again, you got to put 68 teams in. You haven't gotten to bid stealing. You haven't gotten to that's fair. Um, three or four of these bubble teams that are you know in the top eight or nine on that side. Okay, going on a run in their in their tournament and and not being a, a bubble team. Brad, I want to ask you a question about your beloved Mountain West Conference. Mm, that's not how I would word that but okay texter gets in and asks did new mexico and colorado state hurt themselves with terrible losses this weekend was this a bad weekend for the mountain west conference probably so do you think they get what's what's the number of teams i don't think it's gonna be anywhere near as much as certain analysts have projected throughout the course of the regular season can they get six in um yeah I think they could. Utah State's in. Boise's in. We know San Diego State's in as well. Nevada's probably in. I mean, I, San Diego State has the highest net. Um, Nevada. Nevada's worked their way to end. I would not have had them in two weeks ago. I think they've they figured out how to get kind of back. They've won three in a row, so I think I think they're in. UNLV probably not in. No. New Mexico in, yes. Colorado State in, yes. That's so you six. think they get six? Both those are top 30 net teams, aren't they? I'm not sure where they stand now. Yeah, they're 26 and 27. Colorado and State in New Mexico. New Mexico's 26th. So I, I don't think they hurt themselves that badly. They're still... They're still it might hurt the, whole, the entire persona of the league a little bit. But they're probably getting six in, John. Because I think, I think Nevada played their way into it. Now maybe they lose. You know, won three in a row. Maybe they lose three in a row, and the conversation changes. But I mean, what do you do when you've got that many teams in the top thirty or forty in the net? We got to wait to see how this committee is going to view the net rankings when it comes to the Mountain West. Conference. Boise's thirty second. Nevada's forty second. You know, I just mentioned the two at twenty six and twenty seven, and then San Diego State uh, is. Right there, 2-18. and 18. Let me tell you about the Dream Center located here in Easley. Uh, it's, a, it's a hand up, not a hand out. They help people in the community get their lives back on track through empowerment, through learning life skills, 
and become better adults. You can go check them out at the Dream Center um, PC.org. DreamCenterPC.org is the website. They need your help, whether it's going to their resale, resale stores and dropping off items that they can sell or by purchasing items in there. That money goes directly to funding the Dream Center programs. And speaking of their programs, they're always looking for volunteers. So if you have a skill that you haven't used in a while or that you, you really feel like you could help people with, the Dream Center would love to have you come over there. They'll give you a tour of the facility, let you meet some of the people that have turned their lives around. It's a really great program for the community. It's a great outreach. Be a part of it. TheDreamCenterPC.org. More to come on the other side after this. This Tuesday night, the Clemson Tigers are back home inside Little John Coliseum as they take on the Pitt Panthers. After defeating the Panthers for the first ACC win of the season, the Tigers look to complete the sweep at home. Broadcast begins at 6.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicapped, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Hey, sports fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. From elite athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game, and so do their employees. If you're working to make a difference and learn new skills, including machining and assembly, check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. No manufacturing experience required. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory-trained technicians, OEM parts, and top-of-the-line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Are you tired of being stuck in automated phone loops, desperately trying to reach a real person? Hatflow Co. understands the frustration, and they're convinced there's a better way. Hatflow Co. believes in real connections with real people so strongly that they give you direct access to their owner-operators for that reason. Visit hatflowco.com and submit their contact form, or call or text 864 864- 216-3400. That's 864-216-3400. Hatflow Co., where personal service makes all the difference. Before you break ground on that exciting project, here's a friendly reminder from Fort Hill Natural Gas. Safety first. Call 811 before you dig. It's the law and it's free. Whether you're planting a garden or installing that dream patio, make sure to dial 811. Your ticket to a safe and worry-free project. Fort Hill Natural Gas supports and recognizes safe digging practices. Your safety is their priority. Dig smart, dig safe. Call 811 before you dig. Brought to you by Fort Hill Natural Gas, where safety meets satisfaction. Thinking about a paint project? Choose Certa Pro Painters, where every detail matters. But don't just take their word for it. 
Hear from satisfied customers. The Serta Pro team arrived on time every day, stayed till the end of the day, and left the property as they found it. Would certainly recommend. They were professional, on time, and aware of our bushes and grass. Excellent tape job, so there was no overspray. A pleasure to work with. Visit SertaPro.com to schedule your consultation today. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA. And go to gawon'twait.com. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Back here live on the Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Thank you for getting in with us today. 654-ROAR. Carter Color Company can help you with any paint job you need to get done. Whether you're a contractor, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer on the weekends, rely on the expertise of the people who have been doing this for 20-plus years. They know every side, the contract side, the sales side. They do it all. They'll help you get set up with the right colors, the right um, brushes, the right rollers, whatever you need. Get it done the right way the first time. That's why you go to Carter Color Company. They sell the high-quality Benjamin Moore paint. They have various indoor paints to to meet the requirements for basically anything you're trying to get done on the inside. And then outside, two great exterior guards for you. So go check them out today. Carter Color Company, 1067 Tiger Boulevard, right in the heart of Clemson. Stop by and tell them the Roar sent you. But you will not be disappointed with the service with the expertise and the great quality of paint you're going to get with the Carters. 654-ROAR. Brad, D1 Baseball has updated their poll, and I know that's the one that we use here on the Press Box. I thought I would let you know that the Clemson Tigers remain unchanged in their poll. They are still at number 10 in the rankings. Okay, makes sense. No movement. No movement after the loss to Kennesaw State the first of the season. What about South Carolina? The Gamecocks uh, climbed from 21st to 19th. 21st to 19th. Okay. They suffered their first loss and moved up. All right. So we're going to have a guaranteed top 25 match, top 20 matchup. Top 20. Excited about that this week? Very excited. It's one of the best weekends of the year. Oh, it really is. Really is. Uh, The intensity, the drama, there's always drama. Uh, when these two teams square off, uh, is this this is the second outside of football? Is this the second best 
in your opinion, in terms of the rivalry? Yeah. Hard to disagree with that. Uh, so looking forward to seeing how that's going to go. So we'll, we'll do some some pretty in-depth previews as we go throughout the week. You cool with that? Absolutely. All right, good deal. I can't wait for it. Yep, looking forward to that as well. 654-ROAR, you want to get in with us. Uh, anything else college basketball that stood out to you this weekend? You said you watched a lot of games. I did. No, I, I think we've touched on pretty much all of it. Watched a lot of ACC on Saturday because I know I can outsource my SEC basketball coverage to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just watched a lot, of, a lot of ACC ball over the weekend. Auburn took care of business against Georgia. Brad, you, you made mention of this to me during the break. I want to let the listeners know about your inner turmoil that you have to face this week. Uh, not okay. This week, yes. At 7 o'clock on Wednesday night on the Plains, Tennessee and Auburn. No, that's in in Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was on the Plains. Sorry. Read it incorrectly. In, in, In Knoxville. Rocky Top will be blaring. What are you going to do there? Well, first off, I can't lose, right? These are two of my bandwagon teams. You don't lose when you have two bandwagon teams squared off. You can always be happy for one. There's always a spin zone there. Sure, I can tell you that whoever wins is a team that I wanted to see win. Of course I wanted to see that team win. War of all Brad. Uh, War of all. <laughs> uh, by the way, March 1st is on Friday. That's correct. What am I going to do? Because the, the the Tennessee Volunteers play at Alabama on Saturday, March second, am I am I officially off the bandwagon? And then within the span of a week, you're going to go from pulling for Auburn and for Alabama at the same time. That doesn't sound right. Boy, Tennessee's schedule's brutal. I mean, I know that they're still in contention, trying to catch a a one C, but I I find it highly unlikely, John. They've got to get through Auburn on Wednesday, as you as you mentioned, Bama that I just mentioned on the road on Saturday, and they wrap up the season at South Carolina, Kentucky at home. Whoo! If they if they win all four of those going into the SEC tournament, and then they win the SEC tournament, do they get a one seed? Yeah. No matter what happens elsewhere. Uh I'm. Maybe you could have some other things that could impact it, but I think that would be fairly deserving of a one seed. Well, they are fifth right now in the net rankings, and uh, they're behind, in terms of Lenardi, going into the weekend, they were behind Purdue, UConn, Arizona, and Houston for the one seeds. I, I just don't think Arizona's a lock for a one seed. If you were you've, bump, been on that, you've been on that for the last couple weeks. Well, if you're to bump one of those three off, who are you bumping off? They're the only candidate. In my opinion, if, if Houston wins the Big Twelve, I mean Houston would have really have to flame out, in my opinion, in the in the Big Twelve for you not to have them up there. Houston's the number one team in the net, so the Rover Tennessee, some of it is out of their control. I, again, I don't, I don't think you have to ask them to go beat those four teams: Auburn, Bama, South Carolina, Kentucky. You got to win all four of those to have a chance to get a one seed. That is, that just sounds quite daunting but you if you're Tennessee is a two seed the worst thing in the world no probably not are they the only SEC team that can get a two seed uh that's a really good question I'm not sure I think they may be 
They're the only the only SEC only SEC team I believe that can get a one seed. I just I'd think, agree with that. I yeah, don't, I, I don't think Bama's gonna have. I mean, Bama's six. They're right behind them. So from a net ranking standpoint, you don't want to say that. But I think from a realistic standpoint, after the the loss Alabama just suffered to Kentucky, I don't think the the committee's going to look favorably upon the Tide unless they just. I mean, they'd have to run the table too. Tennessee cannot run the table from here on out, and I think still get a potential one seed if they win the SEC tournament. You're not asking them to go beat those four teams in a row. I just don't think that's... You win three out of four, which means you would have won seven of your last eight down the stretch in the regular season play. But you do get a head-to-head on on a Saturday between Tennessee and Alabama, and then Auburn seven. I mean, they're right there. Five, six, and seven. Does Does one of them get a one seed? It's still in play. It's in play. I'm not sure, but I, I would think Tennessee is more deserving than Arizona for the one seed. Why do you think Arizona's a one seed right now? Because they play in a in a garbage conference. It's real bad out there. And I know that the ACC may not be the best ever. I know that the Mountain West gets hype. I know that the Big 12 has gamed the system. But they're all three way better than the Pac-12. It's not even well, I, for discussion. I mean, they have a fairly impressive non-con. Oh, yeah. They Being able to, to beat Duke. Um, I don't think very highly of Michigan State or Wisconsin, but they have wins over them. They did lose to Purdue, didn't they? Yes, but they played Purdue, which helps, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter if you lose the game. It only matters that you played them. They beat Alabama by 13 yeah, in that, the regular that's season. That's the thing. You're going to have a hard time putting Arizona as a, as a two and Alabama as a one. Right. If they both win their conference tournament. Then why do we even play the games? <laughs> they played head-to-head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think Tennessee has the best road to getting a one seed. Because they didn't play Arizona, right? So you can say... That's correct, we yeah. Don't, we don't know if they were head-to-head, but we did see Arizona and Bama. And you can make the argument... time, though. I mean, just look at the the schedule that Tennessee's playing down the stretch versus the one that Arizona's going to play here in the last four games. Exactly. At Arizona State, Oregon at home, at UCLA, and at Southern Cal. Yeah, that's that's my biggest point for getting them in. I would agree. Uh, if, it, if it comes down to Arizona and Tennessee, if they both win their conference tournaments, Tennessee might edge them. I the problem with the net, too, is it's not a, it's not a formula based on like a, like a number. You know, they don't give us a, a rating number. They just give us a ranking number. Right. Do you want to know what Ken Palm has? Sure. What does Ken Palm have? He has Tennessee. He has Arizona fourth. He has Tennessee sixth. Auburn is actually ahead of Tennessee in, in Ken Palm. Who does use an actual weighted number? Okay. Interesting. It is interesting, but the the differences are. I mean, they're they're tiny. Twenty seven point four eight, twenty seven point one five, and twenty seven point zero five. That's the separators between Arizona, Auburn, and Tennessee. Texts are asking on the Abscorving text line. What seed do you think the Gamecocks get? Uh, I think they're, I think they're fairly solidly on that seven line right now. Now, granted, things can change one way or the other. If you're South Carolina, we, you want to do everything you can to avoid falling into the 8-9 game because, one, you face a, an opponent that feels like a coin flip in, in most situations. And then if you beat that team in the first round, you got to play a one seed 
on Saturday or Sunday. So I think you want to do everything you can to stay out of that eight. Could they move up to a six? I think so. Do you, John? Um, I think there's a chance for it. You know, you obviously you've got to try to take care of business here down the stretch, but I, I think for if you're South Carolina, it wouldn't hurt to uh, win a couple games in your conference tournament. But then again, your two home games that you have remaining, Florida and Tennessee, if you're mm-hmm. able to pull off, if you sweep Tennessee, all these great things we were just saying about the Vols could certainly help elevate the Gamecocks. That'd be a great resume boost to, to tout that because not many people are going to be able to say they swept Tennessee this year. Just just to remind you of this, South Carolina is a top four seed in the SEC tournament. Their format's a little bit different, isn't it, than the ACC? But still, they, they're, on, they're on pace to get some buys in this thing. Don't worry about South Carolina making a run in the conference tournament. That's why I think they're... I'd be optimistic that they can get higher up in the rankings. Yeah, I think there's a path for them, for sure. I'd be very optimistic if I were a South Carolina, you know, thinking that they're not going to fall to the 8-9 line, thinking in terms of they're going to move up. But I think think 7 will be fine for them. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll be just fine. But you know what? They're ahead of Kentucky. They're ahead of Florida. They're ahead of Mississippi State. Ole Miss is a bubble team. I I don't think the SEC is going to get more than six teams, maybe seven. I just don't see them getting eight or nine. I don't, I, I don't, I don't either. No, I'm I'm not buying the Texas A and M's, the Ole Miss. Ole Miss, no. I, oh, Ole Miss, no. The way Ole Miss is playing as of late, just I, I want nothing to do with them in this tournament. As well as they played in the in the non-con, this is a poor time for them to be hitting a losing streak. Yeah. yeah, I think I think seven is probably the number. I just think eight feels a little high. I mean, they've lost five out of six, and their only win is three points against Missouri, who is still searching for their first win in league play. But this is where we put way too much pressure on the on the bracketologists, the prognosticators, because they can't foresee the bubble stealing. They can't foresee the teams that are. You know, outside looking in, they're going to all of a sudden be in because they go on a run in their conference tournament, or the you know bid stealing that occurs if um, if if it's a good enough league where it could get two teams in and the conference champ isn't one of them. You know that always occurs a little bit, so I think it's I think it's plausible to think that a lot of that stuff's going to happen. Texter asks. On the absolute text line, is it possible for Clemson to get as high as a three seed mm, and possibly playing Charlotte in the first round of the NCAA tournament? I, they're not getting to Charlotte. They're not, and you know why they're not getting to Charlotte? Because there's too many tobacco road teams that are going to be in the tournament. Bingo. They're going to be in Charlotte. Every every bracket I see has Clemson going to Spokane and like all the like just all these random places all across the fruity plain. They're not going to get in Charlotte. Not happening. They don't. I mean, I, I, I'm just being real. They don't carry enough weight with the committee. You know, I mean, th- those things, that's where it does matter. That's where, where like, your your persona, your narrative, the way the committee views you as a program, that absolutely gets taken into account in where they send teams. Kansas always stays somewhere within, like, an hour of Lawrence. Do they not? Like, yep. Every year. North Carolina. That's why they hold... A, a an event in the states they can get the hills and the duke blue devils in there 
every year. Six five four or more to come in hour three when we get started right after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We-